Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Grace Duffy, and this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. We've got a huge show today. We're going to explore findings from the 2019 Social Media Marketing Industry Report and talk some more about Facebook's new automated ad builder tool. We've got special guests. It's Michael Stelsner and Charlie Lawrence. Before we get into the show, I want to remind you, this episode's brought to you by the Social Media Marketing Society. The society is there to provide you the confidence you need to succeed at your marketing job. You can join thousands of other peers, receive ongoing training, support from professionals, and have access to a community of supporting marketers who understand the struggle is real. Find out more and join by going over to Social Media Society. Dot info. And as usual, everything we talk about in here today is going to be in the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. All right, let's get started. So our first guest, it's Michael Stelzner. He's the founder and CEO of Social Media Examiner and the host of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. He's also the creator of Social Media Marketing World and the guide the, the guide and he's the guide and the guy behind the social media marketing industry report. You can sense a theme going on here. So Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be back, Eric. So the social media marketing industry report dropped earlier this week. This is the 11th annual study. And some people might be wondering and, and maybe aware that social media examiner turns 10 later this year, but this is the 11th study. How did that work out? <laughs> I'm so curious. Well, year one start, you know, unlike real people, right? When you, when you're born uh, or when you, st when something is born, it's the first, right? And then at year one, it's the second, right? So this is the 11th annual study. Um, this, it, this study did actually uh, launch uh, before Social Media Examiner launched. So I actually published the Social Media Marketing Industry Report um, back in the spring of 2009. And that was part of uh, what spurred me to launch Social Media Examiner was the crazy response that I got 11 years ago from this report. And this is the longest running that I'm aware of uh, study in the world, uh, specifically focused on social media marketing. So there's a lot of really interesting things we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, a lot of great stuff in here. Uh, so for context, uh, can you talk us through a little bit of how we run this report? Like, why should people trust us, you know, in terms of, yeah. I mean, not just for the 11 years of history, but the process that we go through to create this report? Well, um, we surveyed 4,800 marketers from many different industries all over the world, different size businesses. And uh, we asked them a lot of questions. And the fact that 4,800 people took the survey is absolutely amazing, but we asked them an enormous amount of questions. We compile it into a approximately 50 page report that is absolutely free. We did not sell it. We could sell it. Um, people can get it at socialmediaexaminer.com slash report 2019. It's ungated for the rest of May and uh, you can download it and you can make plans from it. And you can, what's really exciting about it is we ask marketers what their future plans are. So they ask them what we ask them, not only about what they're, you know, what, what's working today and what they're using today, but where are they planning on making change into the future? When we take that data and we couple that with year over year over year analysis, we can draw trend lines. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a pretty dramatic change in a trend line that has not happened in years. And as a result, 
everyone who's listening to my voice right now can use this information to make decisions about what they're going to be doing in the future based on what thousands and thousands of your peers actively have planned. Yeah. So let's, well, let's bring the report into view here for those of us live, for those of us that uh, are listening, we're going to start walking through this report and reveal what is on these slides. And the first two slides deal with that specific trend year over year for the last five years now. And I would love for you to share basically, I mean, the headline here is Facebook. Yeah. Facebook is trending down for the first time in five years. And what I mean by Facebook is trending down, I mean that marketers are losing interest in utilizing Facebook. So let's move to the second slide and move backwards for a second here. Yep. So um, if we move to the second slide, we will see that one in 10 marketers have indicated they will be decreasing their organic marketing on Facebook over the next year. And last year, 62% of marketers said they were going to be increasing their activities this year it's only 51% of marketers that will be increasing their activities. So now go back to the prior slide. Um, Then what we did was we took a look at um, how marketers value Facebook. We asked them to indicate the single most important social platform, choose one. Okay. So we gave them all the options, uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, um, and I'm probably uh, YouTube. And I'm forgetting like one or two, I think. And they could only choose one. And we compared that data over five years. And it's really fascinating to note that for the very first time in five years, there's been a dramatic change in this. So what I want you to do is I want you to visualize a pie chart, okay? In 2015, a little more than half of marketers, 52% of marketers said, Facebook's my number one. In 2016, 55% of marketers a jump of three points. Remember, there's only 100 points, right? In 2017, 62% of marketers. In 2018, 67% of marketers, okay? So every year from 2015 to 2018, Facebook is becoming more and more important to marketers. But over the last year, something has shifted. In 2019, it's gone from 67% to 61%, an eight-point drop. Again, there's only 100 points. So what does this mean? This means that Facebook was trending up and up and up and up and up. And now they've dropped below 2017 levels for the very first time that marketers say it is no longer, you know, yes, overwhelmingly marketers still place Facebook as their most important platform, but it's the trend line that we care about. It's the trajectory. There is now a shift. Marketers are shifting away from Facebook. And this is really, really important. And then you might want to ask yourself, well, what are they shifting towards? And this is where it gets really interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's start with um, Twitter. Uh, You will notice that in 2015, it was 13% and then 12% and then 9% and then 5% and then 4%. There's a mass exodus away from Twitter, specifically with marketers. Only 4% of marketers claim it is their single most important platform. So clearly that's not where they're going. Then let's look at LinkedIn. Uh, Back in 2015, 21%, and then 18%, and then 16%, and then 12%. But this year, it's gone from 12% up to 14%. So what this means is that some people have shifted away from Facebook and are redoubling their efforts into LinkedIn. Not dramatic, but it's definitely gotten some more share. Now, the big one I want to draw your attention to is Instagram. In 2015, only 2% of marketers said it was their single most important platform. And then it jumped to 4%, and then 7%, and then 10% in 2018. And in 2019, it jumped up four points to 14%. Now, Instagram and LinkedIn are in a dead heat with Instagram slightly ahead. So now Instagram is the second most important platform to marketers for the first time ever in the history of this study. So what does this mean? This means that Instagram is grabbing a substantial amount of market share, but there's also a pretty even distribution. People are, are, are kind of looking elsewhere from Facebook in order to kind of become their most important platform. And I think this is very important that marketers, most marketers will not have access to this information. They will not realize that um, a lot of their peers are jumping ship. 
from uh, Facebook and exploring other platforms. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Eric, where yeah. do you, you want to so go? So we're going to definitely talk more about Instagram in a little bit. So I don't want to talk, take up too much time right there, but I, I do want to ask, what do you think, and I've got some ideas, but what do you think are the contributing factors to this sudden steep shift on Facebook? Well, I think um, the Facebook apocalypse back in the January, January last year, a lot, of pe- a lot of people ignored it. And then they realized, holy crap, Mark Zuckerberg wasn't kidding, <laughs> um, reached the client like crazy and the organic activities just started shifting away. So there's that. There's also the fact that um, almost all organic t- activity is being repressed. Facebook mm-hmm. video isn't being watched on Facebook. This is why we had this big thing last year about why we were leaving um, uh, non-live video from Facebook. Um, we just recently did a poll, Eric, do you want to re- reveal the results of that poll and the question that yeah. we specifically so, asked? So about just, I will paraphrase as closely as I can. Is Facebook marketing getting easier or harder? And I can tell you right now, se- basically 75% of you that took that poll of thousands of you, 77% of yeah. 18, 1800 people said, harder. said it's getting harder. So it's getting a lot harder to market on Facebook. It's getting more complicated to run advertising on Facebook. Um, there's diminishing returns. There's a lot more competition in the Facebook ads platform. So it's getting more costly to get results. So the, these are all the contributing factors and many, many more, of course. Yeah. Don't forget Cambridge Analytica. And right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the, the, you know, the, the, the overall PR problem that Facebook had last year, which kind of continued into this year a little bit, uh, you know, with fines and things that have been swung around. I mean, it, it's not going away. And even yesterday, there was there was the, uh, the the opinion piece that came out by one of the co-founders talking about it. We won't go into that right now, but I mean, there's a lot of contributing factors. So, so the question uh, the question was asked by Bill: Are marketers jumping ship? Or are they getting smarter? Um, they are diversifying. I think is the best way to say it. Marketers are beginning to explore what their options are. They know they cannot abandon Facebook, but they're diminishing their activities on Facebook. Facebook is becoming less and less important of a social platform. And as a result, we, all of us, must begin diversification now. Because if we take what Mark Zuckerberg has been saying, that the future is privacy, the future is groups, you cannot share organic content that is published in groups outside of groups. It's not possible. Okay. So the idea of um, getting exposure and getting reach is going to get harder and harder for marketers that are not willing to put money behind their work. And Gary Vaynerchuk recently said that he believes we only have two years until Facebook ads are so expensive that only billion dollar companies are going to be able to play in the fray. So guys diversify, begin diversification. That's what this is telling us. You now have the early indication. Yeah. All right. Let's move off of Facebook here. We've got a lot more to cover. This is another somewhat shocking uh, slide here. So live video is weak. The adoption of live video is just not taking off. Um, 43% of marketers are doing nothing with live video. Now, live video has been around since 2016. So it's about three years old. And, um, you know, it's kind of shocking to see how few marketers are doing anything with live video. Um, only 34% of marketers are using Facebook Live, which means the overwhelming majority, 66%, are not using Facebook Live. And Instagram Live is the second uh, most popular thing, but there's just a, not a lot of people doing much with live video, partly because the algorithms are repressing it. There was a day where you could go live. I remember that day. Hundreds, I went live yeah. and in three seconds, a thousand people were watching me. Okay. That day is gone. It will never come back. Um, so the challenge that we face right now is that a lot of people don't watch live video. Facebook is not an experience that people go through to like be entertained or to consume longer form video. As a matter of fact, our study shows the average duration of a live video is less than 10 minutes. So this is another thing you want to check out the study for, because we actually show how long people are, are doing live video. Um, so most people that are going live are going very short with live video. Obviously, there's technical challenges that come with live video. Today's show is not being broadcast, <laughs> you know, on certain platforms. It's complicated. So um, it's just not growing the way we all expected. Yeah. With all that it's been touted, I mean, does this surprise you? I know when you shared this last week, I was surprised. I thought 43% of people are just not even using it at all. I was a little bit not surprised because I, I, I saw Facebook pump a lot of energy into promoting live video and then they stopped. And when they stopped, I think a lot of people stopped utilizing live video. 
um, it's not, it's scary for a lot of people to go live. You know, it's just not something that a lot of people feel comfortable doing, but I am here to tell you that I believe Instagram live is a huge opportunity. And I think that because most people aren't doing it, this is the opportunity you have to stand out. You can also look at this data and you can say, this is my opportunity to be different than everyone else. Mm -hmm. Because most people are not doing live video. Maybe we should be doing live video because this is the way we can connect with our tribe and our community. Yeah, we even uh, published a, a quote, a video quote recently uh, from one of our live stage uh, spots, Amy Porterfield, which most people would, would say, oh, she's a pro. She shared, she's scared to go live every single time. Take that to heart. Uh, do you know how this differentiates from, say, the findings on live video from last year's report? This is a good question. Um, we've asked more questions about video in this study than we've ever done in the past. So um, there are there's an enormous data set in here about how marketers are using video. And I break it down by like Instagram stories versus Facebook native video, dot, 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 dot. I mean, it's really detailed about where marketers are doing what with video and particularly with live video. So we've never asked these questions before in the way that I'm asking these questions. So I do not have accurate comparative data. Okay. Mike, Sylvia in the, in the chat asked, does this make it better for those of us who do use live video? Yeah. I mean, I, th I don't know. I guess is the question. The question is, are people not using live video because it's not working or are they not using live video because of some other reason? Only you and your business can answer that question. Um, but I can tell you the interest in live video was dramatically higher in the past than mm -hmm. it is right now. Are you surprised by the breakdown where it's, it's Facebook is first and then followed by Instagram and YouTube? Okay. No, I'm not at all surprised. I mean, Facebook is the easy platform to go live on. Um, they make it easy with bazillions of different tools and API integrations and the app itself and Instagram mm -hmm. does as well. Twitter's not so easy. Um, mm -hmm. I think you can go live on Twitter. YouTube's a lot more complicated to go live on. Um, and a lot of people don't live there on YouTube, so they're not going to as easily just jump right into the fray when you go live. But um, this is kind of the order of the popularity, if you will. The use is right where I would have expected it. Yeah. Bill, Do you think Twitch, by the way, Twitch there is, you may not see it, but there's a little tiny purple. One <laughs> oh, yeah. I see Twitch. it. Yeah. 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 I see the little bit of Twitch too. Yeah. And it's funny to me because it's like Periscope was built for live video, right? But I guess it follows you. It, it was the first major platform uh, yeah. after Meerkat came yeah. out within a few weeks. Twitter yeah. came out with it, but it's people, I guess, just don't hang out on Twitter. And as the data showed earlier, a lot of people do not find Twitter as important for them anymore. So it would make sense that the use of live video on Twitter would also be lower. Yeah. Bill Skowronski, I hope I said that right. He says that live video is like content marketing. It takes a significant investment to get off the ground and companies slash marketers aren't willing to be patient. So, oh that, yeah, we have at least four or five staffers involved just with this show today. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not a small undertaking to produce content like this, but I can assure you that if this show stopped tomorrow, there'd be a lot of upset marketers. <laughs> and we also produce this into a podcast and thousands of people listen to that as well. So you have to look at this as uh, content marketing when you get into live video. If you can become a valuable, um, regular provider of live content to your community, then um, many of them will begin uh, growing closer to you and ultimately become customers. Yeah. So speaking of another message, uh, another channel to grow closer to your audience, messenger bots was seen as something that was coming up uh, all throughout uh, the past year, year and a half or so. That's, that's all I heard about. And yet that seems to be declining as well, or at least interest in it. Yeah, this is, this was the big shock from the report. There's a, been a rapid decline in bots, messenger bots in particular, 53% of marketers said, I have no plans to utilize bots at all. And as a matter of fact, the interest in bots in 2018, 70% of marketers said they wanted to learn more about bots. It's only 45% today. And, and only 32% of marketers plan on increasing their bot activities where last year, 39%. And this is the shocker. Only 14% of marketers are utilizing bots, a decrease from last year. So overall, what this tells us is bot bots were a major part of the hype cycle last year and everybody was all in on bots and now they're not. And I have never in the history of the study ever seen, um, first of all, when bots did emerge, I never saw anything grow this fast. I never saw the interest level this great. And there's been a lot of people evangelizing bots. 
And there's been a lot of people training up on bots and there's a lot of consultants whose livelihood is on bots. Uh, but the actual execution of bots is not easy. And I think that's part of the reason why the interest in bots has declined. In addition, Messenger has changed a lot of the platform. It's gotten stricter and harder to utilize bots. Consumers are just beginning to wrap their brain around whether or not they want that notification on their phone. And I'm not here to say bots are dead, but I am here to say that there's a rapid decline in the interest um, of marketers around Messenger bots. And I think that's an important discussion we should have. Yeah. We recently did a poll, well, a kind of a poll, but a, a basically a public question on our Facebook page asking people, you know, what was the most recent awesome uh, messenger bot that you interacted with? And unfortunately, more, the majority of the responses were saying they had subpar or disappointing experiences. We had so many nevers never had a great experience with one. And I was just like, wow. Let's talk about that. We, we made a heavy investment at social media examiner and bots multiple times over the last couple of years. And I'm here to tell you that I personally believe bots are the most complicated marketing tech on the planet, period. They're more complicated than Facebook ads. They're far more complicated than email. And I think a lot of people were expecting if they just build one, people will use it. And I don't think they began to think about the complications and the maintenance required for a bot and all the messages that are going to come into their inbox and, and all the, the, the technical nuances that are involved in bots. It's exceptionally complicated. So um, what does this tell us? It tells us something very similar to live video. Uh, it tells us that not everyone is going to dive in on bots. It tells us actually that most marketers will not jump in on bots. So, This is an opportunity, if you look at the flip side of it, for you to try to um, figure out a creative way to use bots for your business. But I would caution you to um, uh, make sure you know what you're getting into, right? Make sure you have the manpower to be able to constantly um, alter, maintain, and set up the bot. This is where there's an incredible opportunity for bot consultants. So if that's what your business is all about, you're in a really good spot because I do believe there's incredible opportunity with bots but because of the complexity of setting up and maintaining bots, um, and maybe it's more on the setup than it is on the maintenance, but it's, it's, it's exceptionally complex. Um, I think those that can figure this out, there is definitely an opportunity. And we can also look to the future and hope that Facebook does make it a lot easier to do some of these things so that we don't have to use a lot of these third-party tools that are um, frankly complicated and a little kludgy. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sarah says people saw bots as a new toy and jumped on board quickly, but then, you know, saw it as a spam tool and realized how difficult it was. Right. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah, April, April up above equated it with, with telemarketing and it can be if the execution isn't in place and the strategy isn't in place. So absolutely. And you have to be careful. Um, You have to really analyze things like we we decided to shut down our scout bot because it was not accomplishing our business objectives. It was actually having a counterintuitive effect for what we were trying to achieve. Now, that does not mean that it cannot work. It just means it did not work for us. Yep. Right. So. All right. Moving on. So we now we'll come back to Instagram and Instagram is hot. Instagram is hot, like at a level we've never experienced before. If you look at this chart here, which I will visually describe, it's the pie chart of the most important social platforms, Facebook one, Instagram two for the very first time. Uh, 73% of marketers are using Instagram up from 66% last year. So that's a jump of seven points. And it is the second most important platform, period. So the good news for Facebook is it's all owned by one company. <laughs> right. So if you look at this pie chart, it's like seven more than 75% is all Facebook owned properties. But if you are not utilizing Instagram and let's go to the next uh, slide as well. This is where it gets really interesting. 69% of marketers plan on increasing their use of Instagram, their organic use of Instagram over the next 12 months. And of course, I want to remind you what we talked about earlier, that Instagram has been growing dramatically over the last five years, as far as its value and interest to marketers. So, My take on this is if you're not sure about Facebook and you're not getting great returns, you ought to take a second look at Instagram because Instagram is where all the innovation is happening. Mark Zuckerberg was throwing around the word Facebook and Instagram 
It's Facebook and Instagram. You're going to hear this phrase from him over and over again. He's reminding the world that Instagram is a Facebook property because Instagram is the only area where they are seeing real growth. And this is the opportunity, I think, for marketers. Now, I want to give you a warning. Everyone is rushing into Instagram. Everyone is rushing into Instagram. Everyone is rushing into Instagram. Maybe you shouldn't be on Instagram. Maybe you should go where not everyone is rushing in, right? Because you are going to be competing against everyone else. And I want to remind you, Adam Masari, who used to be Facebook's head of newsfeed, and we know what he did to the newsfeed. He is now the head of Instagram. So all the things that were done on Facebook, they're coming to Instagram. You mark my words. He is going to employ some of the very same techniques to make sure that not all of your stories are seen that not all of your posts are going to be seen. So while there's an opportunity on the horizon with Instagram, with everyone rushing into Instagram, it's going to be a very competitive landscape. And you may want to be careful about putting all your your eggs in the Instagram basket. Do not overlook Instagram, but do not overweight on Instagram either. That's my word of caution. Yeah. The shift to Instagram. I mean, are you surprised by this? We, we had Mari Smith on last week and she gave a surprising statistic that basically 50% of the people out there who aren't marketers, we all know this, they don't know that Facebook owns Instagram. I'm not surprised by the uh, use of Instagram. It's fueled partly by um, the younger generation who has left Snapchat and come over to Instagram. It's very popular with them. They don't perceive Instagram right now as their parents' platform, which is what you know they think about Facebook. Um, in addition, Instagram doesn't have posts like link posts. So there tends, and, and it's not easy to put political stuff out there. So it tends to be a little cleaner of a platform, a little more, um, a little less controversial of a platform because it's hard to just put out a post there. That's that's, and and there really isn't an easy way to share content on Instagram either. So there's, it's kind of an escape. And I think as a result of that, it's an opportunity. Plus the stories adoption is massive. What is it? 500 million daily active users are consuming Instagram stories. 500 million daily. That's where the opportunity is, folks. And the fact that you can go from Instagram stories to Facebook stories with the push of a button, that's where I want everyone to focus. I want everyone to focus on Instagram stories. And if you go into the actual industry report, again, socialmediaexaminer.com slash report 2019, uh, ungated for the month of May, you can look at specifically what people are doing with Instagram stories. And you can see what their thoughts are on that. We're not going to go over that right here, but I believe that's one of the big contributing factors to why Instagram is hot right now. Yeah. All right, let's move from Instagram over to YouTube. YouTube interest is increasing. This is huge. This is the diversification opportunity that many marketers need to be paying attention to. Um, This is kind of shocking. Um, 75% of marketers want to learn more about marketing on YouTube. Number one, it's the number one, slightly above Facebook, also at 75%. So um, this is another surprise that came out of this study is that the interest in um, learning more about YouTube marketing is exceptionally high. And 71% of marketers plan on doing more with video specifically on the YouTube platform. This is not specifically YouTube advertising. This is organic video. We also cover YouTube advertising inside of our report. So um, I think YouTube is not, if I ask people to name off the top three social platforms, none of them would mention YouTube. If I said top four, none of them would mention YouTube. So YouTube is one of those things we ought to take a second look at. And it's an incredible opportunity for so many reasons. Uh, First of all, they do things well that Facebook sucks at. First of all, people will actually sit back and watch. We've extensively tested this. Um, It's a platform people go to with the intention of watching video. Secondly, they make it very easy to be notified um, when new videos come out. Facebook makes it exceptionally hard to be notified when new videos come out. Third, um, it's a place where people actually will spend time with you. On Facebook, they're scrolling through that newsfeed, they're in and out in minutes, but on YouTube, they spend on average at least 30 minute session duration, sometimes longer. So there's a lot of opportunity for us to do great things specifically on YouTube. And I think we have one more chart here uh, on YouTube, if we can go to that last one. Um, This is really fascinating. Here you guys can see Um, a breakdown of all of the native video platforms across all platforms. YouTube video is number one used by 57% of marketers followed by Facebook native video at 50% and Instagram stories at 38%. So marketers are utilizing YouTube videos 
They want to do more with YouTube videos and they're beginning to understand video is absolutely the future. And I think this shows us that there's two video opportunities for us as marketers. Number one, Instagram stories. Number two, YouTube. These are the areas where I think we should start focusing our video initiatives. I'm actually surprised to see Facebook stories being so high uh, in the ranking here up above uh, Twitter videos, but I guess I shouldn't be because since Twitter has been trending down the whole last five years. Yeah. I mean, there's, and you guys, we're just scratching the surface of what is inside this yeah. study. There's six, 60 mm-hmm. graphics over like 40 some pages. So, but these are the things that I think everyone who's listening to needs to be paying attention to. And it's my great hope that everybody who's here live and who's been listening today, at least you're going to say, all right, maybe I need to take another look at the work that I'm doing. And maybe I need to diversify. Go ahead, Grace. Oh, Mike, uh, I was going to ask you, do you, it looks like on the graph that uh, it's, it says Facebook native video is 50%. YouTube is 57% of number one use of by, by marketers. Do you think Facebook will ever catch up to YouTube? Never. (laughs) They want to, they want to. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you can quote me. I think Facebook will never catch up to YouTube as far as um, marketers are concerned. This mm-hmm. is out, this is marketers. This is not consumers. Okay. So mm-hmm. as far as marketers, this is in the context of marketers. Remember, okay. Right. I don't think Facebook will ever be more popular than YouTube when it comes to marketer consumption, uh, marketer use. I think Instagram could surpass um, YouTube, but I think face. I think marketers are smart. I think they realize, hey, Facebook. You, you lure us in and tell us to do this stuff and then you don't show it to anyone <laughs> or, or you, or, or you show a video to someone and you, and you, and you distract people with notifications all over the place while I'm trying to watch the video. Right. Right. So what's right. the purpose of doing video on the platform if no one's going to watch it? I mean, that's the honest truth. People do not watch video on platform. This is why Mark Zuckerberg did not say a single thing in his FA keynote about video on Facebook. He did not mention Facebook watch. He did not mention anything about Facebook video, literally nothing. Do you guys remember how big of a deal over the last couple of years, Facebook watch was when Mark Zuckerberg would do keynotes. Now you don't even hear it. Yeah, it was huge. I agree. Oh gosh. There's so much more in this report though. And we can't cover it all here, which is why you have to go get the report. So again, it's Mike, free. no, and no email or anything. It's yeah. What's totally the URL free. again? Uh, socialmediaexaminer.com slash report 2019. Go get it, download it, study it, let your friends know about it. And uh, thanks for letting me share this data, Eric. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Always great to have thanks you. Thanks for being on the show, Mike. See you soon. My pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, so much, so much to cover. So pause here, rewind, re-listen to all of that with the report in your hands digitally or whatever, print it out if you have to, I guess, but uh, there's so much in there. Uh, So go grab the report. Uh, By the way, I want to remind you as we pull in our next guest that uh, the society is a place where we cover some of this stuff. In fact, next week we'll be talking about some more stuff in the report uh, in office hours. One of the aspects that we have available for the social media marketing society members. So that's going to be really awesome to go through. Um, and you can join the society between now and then by going to socialmediasociety.info. You'll be able to jump in, start going through trainings, especially some of the trainings that are going to get you up to speed on some of the stuff that you need to be learning in order to compete as a marketer in this industry based on stuff that we just covered in the industry report. So absolutely. There you yeah. go. Again, the URL socialmediasociety.info. And with that. Yeah. So let's move on to our second segment in which we will be covering some new tools that Facebook rolled out this week with our guest, Charlie Lawrence. Thank you for joining us today, Charlie. Charlie is the founder and CEO of Gecko Squared, a digital marketing agency that specializes in Facebook advertising. And you recently wrote a post for the first social media examiner called the three ways to use Facebook ads to promote your products. So we are more than thrilled to have you on the show today to talk about some news that dropped this week. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. Excited Absolutely. to see it. Absolutely. So this week um, it was uh, national small business week here in the U S So Facebook, in celebration of this, launched several new products that's aimed to help businesses with their Facebook marketing. 
Specifically, uh, there was one called the automated ad builder. So with this tool, you have the option of creating six different versions of your ad and Facebook will automatically suggest uh, buttons, text, creative details based on the page. It also will give you audience recommendations or recommendations on uh, what audience you should target and how much budget you should allocate to it given your goals. It will then also update you as once your ads publish um, how they're doing and how you can improve them. So wanted to get your take on this since you're kind of the expert on <laughs> Facebook ad creation. So Thank you. absolutely. So, you know, I guess the big question here for us is that there are a lot of products and a lot of services such as your own that already do this. What is the advantage of using this ad creation tool that they've recently launched? So really it's convenience and the fact that it saves time. And okay. you know, you've got to look at who this is aimed at, first of all. And this is really aimed at brand new advertisers and people that aren't really familiar with marketing. You know, Facebook even said it's aimed at kind of solo entrepreneurs, single person businesses that know that Facebook's a valuable platform and they want to launch some advertising, but they haven't got the time or resources to devote hours and hours a day being an ads manager, you know, kind of like the work we do with agency clients. Uh, you know, this is really simplifying the ad creation process, building in some of that machine learning as well. And um, it's going to be great for the 90 plus million, you know, small businesses that use Facebook. People are Absolutely. familiar, people are familiar with uh, some of these tools out there where they create a single graphic and then with the click of a button, it reformats that graphic into different, you know, square or uh, vertical or landscape options. This tool does that for Facebook ads. So, but again, the, is the advantage here that you can then see it natively inside of what an ad would look like? Yes. Yeah. I think that's the idea. It's that, you know, you're in one place, you're in Facebook's kind of home, essentially. You don't have to go to other sources or creation tools or anything like that from a creative perspective. It's all self-contained. It's simple. And most importantly, it's convenient. It's efficient. It's, it's going to save you time again and again when it comes to creating new ads, basically. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking the same thing when it comes to the, the video editor that they're rolling out here that they announced that, uh, again, they're talking about, you know, use this to edit your social media videos inside of ads manager, uh, an ads creator, I should say. But, uh, I'm, I'm wondering, is yeah. there an advantage to, I mean, cause I would think, oh, I'd want to optimize and create and use my most creative tools that I've already got outside of this. What's the advantage to editing a video inside of Facebook's ad manager? Well, again, it, you know, it comes on the, the back of all these tools. It's really, it's saving time and it's that convenience. And I mean, it's, there's a manual crop feature that we use heavily in the agency um, to adjust, you know, let's say a, a wide video that a client sends us, we can push it into a square format, distribute it across Facebook and Instagram. And so this auto cropping kind of feature that Facebook's uh, releasing is going to do that without the, obviously the manual side to it. And therefore, it's, it's using their machine learning. So it's going to be interesting to see how accurate that is. Uh, if you look at the Facebook release notes, they've got like a little demo video uh, and it does look pretty good. So uh, but that's going to improve over time. Again, it just comes down to you don't have to go to your editing tools. You don't have to spend additional money on editing um, on those subscriptions that you have. It's all just easy, convenient right in ads manager in the ad creation process. So you can get ads running as quickly as possible and as stress-free as possible. Yeah. Absolutely. You just, you, you said the word money and suddenly I'm like, well, duh, if somebody hasn't <laughs> invested in those outside tools, this is a free tool baked into yeah. Facebook. So exactly. again, streamlining for the ad creator. Do you think that with these two tools that it's a good way to help you optimize your videos or your ads somehow? Do you think that, it is, it, it's a good way to streamline because a lot of it is that, um, you know, you mentioned money and they do help you with your budget. And so it, th they'll say, this is the, for your goals that you want to reach. This is the a budget we, we recommend. Or if you have a budget in mind, you could say, well, this is as far as you can go with this. Right. So do you think that these tools are, would be helpful in optimizing your video and your, I guess, newsfeed ads for that? Yeah. Purpose? I, I would definitely say, 
there is they are going to be helpful how you know it can't actually improve the video itself because obviously that's down to the content and the impact that has however it can improve the initial impact by optimizing for formats for example so again you know that auto cropping feature um, it's going to allow you to crop it into the optimal square format that takes up more screen real estate compared to a wide video so you're going to have a better engagement rate you're going to see um, you know overall better metrics associated with your video ads and you know that's really again because there are so many different format options for creative on facebook facebook knows that's confusing um all you have to do is look at the placement list right now and there's i think there's 14 different placement options all with different creative uh formats and so facebook again wants to simplify this process so you know it's less stress for the advertiser and then they can run more ads and ultimately spend more money on facebook advertising by making that process faster more efficient and kind of simpler at the end of the day. And it sounds like it's streamlining the feedback loop as well. So you will get it. It says that you will get notifications, how your ads are performing and suggestions on how you can improve them. And they'll also let you know when your ad starts generating those leads or sales that you're looking for. So I guess yes. that's another way that it streamlines it, right? Yeah, definitely. It, it's building in that feedback loop, like you said, because one of the most important things about running successful Facebook ads isn't just creating them in the setup that we call it. It's the actual ongoing management of your ads once they're live. Because, you know, Facebook's ad algorithms, it's a completely dynamic um, algorithm. So it's constantly changing all the time. And therefore, you want to be analyzing your results and making tweaks. And Facebook's mm -hmm. now going to actively send you a notification if they think you need to refresh your image creator, for example. Uh, so those are, again, really helpful uh, kind of feature that, is going to allow people to be better at Facebook advertising um, by being aware that they need to make changes in the first place. I was going to say, I, you know, there's, there's the conspiracy theorists out there. I got to wonder, you know, when it, when it came to using third party tools to schedule posts that then came into Facebook and then there was the, Oh no schedule on Facebook because it'll do better on Facebook if you schedule it on Facebook. And I got to wonder if maybe some of the same people are going to ask the same question with these internal Facebook tools, is it, Ooh, if I use Facebook's video editor or uh, their ad creator, and then they know that I did that for those ads, am I going to get a better ad return because of it? Oh, that would be, um, I don't know. I would, I think <laughs> I, it's going to be pretty fair in terms of it, uh, in terms of distribution, but could you imagine if you can see the data on that, then we're right. going to be using it straight away. <laughs> all of our agencies <laughs> for ourselves. We're going to be like, yeah, you're all now going to automated ad creation. We're not going to build any creatives. We're just going to let Facebook do it all. Uh, but I very much doubt that's going to be the case. Do you think it'll make it easier for people that are on Facebook as a page to the, then fire up business manager? Like, do you think this will ease this transition? Because I know that that's um, a huge uh, headache as well. Yes. Yeah. The complexity of business manager and, and linking it with, you know, ad accounts and Facebook pages, if you want to use some of the advanced features like customer file, custom audiences. Mm -hmm. um, this is, again, just straight from page. Uh, it's a couple of button taps uh, and you're going to be running Facebook ads. So it's almost like a machine learning advanced version of boosting posts. It's kind of one step further. Uh, and for new advertisers, that's going to be a really effective way of um, you know, starting Facebook ads, but I wouldn't, again, solely rely on it. I would obviously, you know, develop your knowledge and your expertise by obviously looking at a lot of the social media examiner articles um, that, you know, myself that I've written and, and other people on Facebook ads and Instagram ads as well. And, you know, use it as a starting point, a foundation, but then build upon it because there's a lot more functionality and features in the full ads manager that you're not going to experience just in this automatic ads builder. Yeah, I didn't have any mention of the pixel. It didn't nope. talk about. Yeah, it did say that it would make audience recommendations, mm -hmm. but it was all very heavily based on information from your page. Well, you yes. know, that can be. <laughs> Again, you've got to make sure you've got the right information on your page yeah. in the first place if they're taking a load of information from your page as well. So, right. yeah, it's, it's you know, we've got access to it now. We're going to be testing and experimenting with it to see what it's like. The process mm -hmm. is obviously going to be very slick. You know, Facebook are very good. That are those kind of UI aspects. So it's very glossy. It looks really good. Um, mm -hmm. Ultimately, it depends on whether it delivers results as it's as an ad creation tool that you use. Yeah. Is this something that they've rolled out globally? I mean, we have it. And then. I yes, I think it is. 
it's okay. something they brought out globally. Don't quote me on it. I think it is. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's a good sign. If we both have it, then that's a good sign. If <laughs> yeah. I have it, then you know everyone has it. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> great. Well, Charlie, uh, it's, it's been great talking with you. Uh, next time we hope to see you. This time we hear uh-huh. you. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad so, you can hear me. That's the yes, main thing. Yes, that's the important thing. So uh, thanks for being here. Hope to see you again soon. Yeah. And uh, thank you very much. thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me. And um, I'll catch you on the next uh, episode, hopefully. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Right. Have thanks, a good Charlie. day. Bye. Bye. All right. Next up, we've got one more big piece and then another small piece. So we were talking earlier with Mike about Facebook and video and something else that Facebook rolled out earlier this week. They announced that they are going to be making some changes to the way that videos are going to be ranked and distributed inside of the newsfeed. And I wanted to break this down for you real quick. So here we go. Uh, What they're going to do is they are going to be changing the ranking and distribution based on three factors. First factor is originality. And so by this, they mean that they will now be prioritizing videos that offer more original content and limit distribution on those that feature, quote, unoriginal or repurposed content, unquote, from other sources where there's been little value added. And so as well, they will be demoting and limiting the monetization of video content from pages that are involved in sharing schemes. So first off, don't do that. Second off, yeah, you're going to want to, they want you basically to post original content on Facebook. This in some parts deals with freebooting. If you don't know what that is, that means taking somebody else's content and uploading it as your own. It also means and could mean, because there's a lot of reading between the lines going on here. We had some discussion about this on the Facebook page, our Facebook page earlier this week. Uh, Some people are wondering, does Facebook know that I have posted something on YouTube and then also posted it on Facebook? They do not talk about that here, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some possibility of that going on, especially with the competition that they they have uh, announced <laughs> in a sense. They see that they see YouTube as a competitor. So right. second factor. Well, my, Go ahead. Yep. My question is, like, what does this have? How will this affect the more viral pieces of content that? It, it, you know, that people jump in on, right? Like, so the memes or the dance challenges or whatever else, right? And that's stuff that does really well for pages. I mean, does that mean that that kind of content will be demoted? I, I think it. there's a potential for it as long as it's not original. If it's their right. own, then yeah. If not, I don't know. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. I can't give a, a clearer. <laughs> this is, again, there's a lot of reading between the lines and we're going to have links to all of this to dig even a layer or two deeper than this. If you want to, uh, the second factor that they're talking about though, and this is a huge one is they're adding more weight to videos that keep people engaged for longer periods of time, which is interesting because they're saying, and they literally spell this out, especially videos that are at least three minutes long. Now we know that prior to this, Facebook was saying we wanted you to, we wanted you to keep users engaged or watching or both for at least one minute. And now they're lengthening that. They want people to watch longer. Again, this is a play for them in their competition with trying to be a video platform as well as a meaningful social interactions platform. Which is funny because, again, on the YouTube side of things, YouTube's trying to be more social. Facebook's already been social. They're trying to be more media and keep their social. So, uh, yeah, interesting move there as well. And then the last one, and this one speaks specifically to this show, uh, loyalty and intent. So Facebook's going to rank the videos that people seek out and return to week after week much higher in the news feed. So if you're somebody who has joined us for the Friday show, the social media marketing talk show on a Friday on our Facebook page, then you are going to then much more likely see it show up again week after week, which is great for us. We hope it's also great for you, but that's what they're saying here. And and, and they also go into even more deeper detail to say that, that uh, when they talk about people seeking out the content, it's when they literally go in and type in uh, your uh, your page and seek you out. And so yep. this is this is huge, people. This is this is why as they go into more detail, you want to have great titles, great descriptions and tags for your videos. 
because then people will be able to find it as they're seeking, maybe not you specifically, but the content that you're talking about. So, right. There you go. Although we would like for you to search for this one, this show specifically. <laughs> yes. I would, I would do social media marketing talk show <laughs> and social media examiner. There you go. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And all this information and more because there were links within links within links yes. on this announcement. So this is all on the newsroom site um, for Facebook. And it's I think the title is updates to video ranking. And you'll also be able to find links and notes to this in our Saturday article that's publishing tomorrow. Yes. All right. Last but not least, Twitter updated retweets. So now your retweets can now support photos videos and gifts so this is a small but significant update that's available on uh, the apps on ios and android and also on twitter's mobile site it is currently not available on desktop which is a tragedy however (laughs) twitter should be uh, lighting up with um with lots of visual content. So yeah, this is, this is a small, but important change because for the people who want to hit retweet and add their own comment, they can now add a video of them talking about it and say, check out this link uh, Mm -hmm. with a video, or they can put a photo or I think what's going to be what, and this is what I've seen the most people are going to do gifts to call attention to it so that you then read and your you know, you, the Z that your eye follows in print yep. it kind of follows the same thing in the tweet gif down into the link and then you go. So I think this is great. Yep. A picture's worth more than 280 <laughs> cal- car- characters, <laughs> calories, hopefully. So hopefully that's our show. Hopefully. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been awesome. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Thank you, Grace, for being a great show producer and a great co-host. Thank you, Eric, for being a great host. And thank you to Jeff C. And then uh, thank you to Mike Stelsner and to Charlie Lawrence for being our guest today and to shining light on all the changes to Facebook and the rest of the other social media platforms. There was a lot to cover in this episode the industry report, the ads builder, the video changes and more, but you can find all the links in the uh, show notes for this episode at socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. That's where you'll find those. You can dig on in to your heart's content and you can get this show on your calendar to show to join us live by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. You can subscribe to the show in audio form, going to iTunes, Google play stitcher, new episodes drop every Monday and just search for social media marketing talk show. And we will be back next week with more news until then have a great week. See you later. Bye everyone. Have a good weekend. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.